Well, it seems like world football is kind of back to normal now. We had a full slate of English football games. European fixtures took place. It seemed rather boring. Brad, what did you think about it? Yeah, definitely a boring weekend. Uh, Chelsea took care of business. We did what we were supposed to do against Fulham. Sean, what about you? Are you guys just going to ignore what happened at Old Trafford? This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're tuning in from. This is Red Card Radio. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. This is going to be our look at the slate of games from Match Week 34, minus one game. <laughs> um, my name is James. That you guys ignored. Yeah, yeah it's true, we yeah. did. We did. Well, it didn't take I mean, place. So how are we supposed, yeah, to, well, true. How are we supposed to talk about a game that doesn't take place? Um, but I'm James. I support Arsenal, the uh, most frustrating team in North London. Uh, next to me is Brad. He's got that uh, that's like a public Greyhound bus shirt on. Uh, he wants to show that's everyone the that's Mason Mount. I've ever seen. Yeah, someone take a seat on him because good. he'll he'll take you from uh, DC to New York. Um, <laughs> and down below us is Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. But boys, yeah. Uh, um, absolutely what? not. Absolutely not. What happened? Weekend. Yeah, it's a crazy weekend. Um, I felt like out of nowhere. I, I, I won't say out of nowhere, but it felt coordinated. It felt pointed. It was. It definitely and was coordinated. Coordinated yeah. and pointed. Yeah. So, so before before we do this, where we've got we guys we've got an order. Got to run down. Got to run got, down. We got an order to things. The first things first. Yeah. We got to talk about what we're going to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about the situation at Old Trafford. We're going to talk about City because they're very close to winning the title. They could have won the title if it weren't for the United fans. Um, We'll kind of go through our team. So we'll talk about uh, Chelsea Spurs. Have I not done the math? Three points. You also didn't didn't listen to me last week when I said that uh, if if City won and Liverpool beat United. Um, But we'll talk about so Chelsea Spurs, Arsenal. Um, We'll kind of run down the other results. Um, before we talk about Europe, the results in Europe in the Champions League and the Europa League, and then look forward to this week's slate of the final games in the semifinals, and then we'll look forward to next week's games. But first, like always, we uh, we check out the league table. Um, I did have it updated. I am updated on the league table, of course. Um, so um, Manchester City, of course, is three points away from claiming the Premier League title. They can get that. One of two ways they either so win their game. Three is out of reach of anybody. Yeah, yeah. Out of so United is the only person who can get it. So if United what, drop, are they one person or no? What? The only team. Yeah, United are the only team that can. United is the only team that can catch them. Catch yes. City. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. So if United win out and Manchester City only Lose pick that. up only pick up two points from here on out, United will win. Um, but that's not going to happen. No, All right, so not. it's over. I, it's been over. It's been over. Yes. It's been over for a while. Um, <laughs> I, see, I see that. Um, so the top four is the same. Chelsea has a three-point lead over West Ham after West Ham won today. Um, Spurs are creeping up. They're in uh, sixth with fifty-six points. I don't want to. I don't want to hear creeping up. Okay. Well, we're, you know, we play checkers. You're still sliding up the table slowly. Um, yeah. Sean, this Anyways. is this is my favorite quote. You can only play the games that are in front of you. So. You, you you took care of business. Anyway, um, Liverpool do have a game in hand on Tottenham that could see them overtake uh, Tottenham for the last Europa League spot. Um, 
Everton, Arsenal, Villa, Leeds. Leeds have dropped points because they lost a game. Um, we look down to the bottom of the table. West Brom, uh, they drew today against Wolves, which they're not mathematically relegated, but they're about as close as you can be. Fulham, uh, after losing to Chelsea, things are looking quite dire for them. Um, it seems like uh, Newcastle, Sean's prognostication from very earlier in the season will not come to fruition. And Steve Bruce and the boys will be safe, probably, unless some crazy stuff happens. But that's a look at the league table. So let's do it. Let's talk about this situation at Old Trafford. I'm going to kind of prime it for anyone who's not familiar with what happened. Manchester United and Liverpool were set to play each other at 11.30 a.m. That's Eastern time because that's the time zone we're all in. Um, By the way, just for anybody who doesn't know, one of the biggest rivalries in in England, period. Arsenal, Tottenham. Liverpool, United. Yeah. It's one of the biggest rivalries in England, period. Yeah, certainly. Um, so big, huge match. Had big implications because if Liverpool did win, then the City would have been crowned champions. Anyway, but so at about, I would say 10, maybe, no, it's probably about, it'd probably be, if the game was about a, starting at 11.30, at about 9.30 a.m. So early time, afternoon nine, England nine. time. Yeah, very early afternoon England time. Uh, protesters from a planned protest outside of Old Trafford gained entrance to the stadium there and they made their way onto the pitch the reports the claims of certain journalists in the stadium were four to five hundred people on the pitch at Old Trafford and they went directly to one of the uh, one of the broadcasters areas Sky Sports in in England and they were pro or they were they were chanting that they want the Glazers out. Now the Glazers are the American owners of Manchester United who bought the team in the uh, late 2000s and they, they've never had a good relationship with the Manchester United fans and the situation that unfolded two weeks ago with the European Super League coming out um, has only exacerbated this problem. And so they were they demonstrated on the pitch for you know five to six minutes before they all left. Um, some of the some of the people that were on the on the pitch were doing general hooliganism things like kicking the soccer balls, and someone got up on one of the on one of the goals and was like laying on the nets, and they were taking selfies, and somebody picked up TV cameras and smashed it. So there was some um, tomfoolery that took place, but generally this group was there to protest the Glazers. Um, fast forward about 45 minutes later, a second group of Manchester United supporters gained entrance to the stadium again for a second time. Now we're only about 90 minutes away from when the game is scheduled to take place. And they kind of are meandering on the concourses. Um, and what's kind of shocking about the second uh, bust-in is that they didn't have like police inside the stadium at this point. They had the, the stewards who were there, but they're not trained to deal with this kind of situation. So like, it's, it's incredible that they were able to gain entrance a second time and it's also equally interesting and kind of unfathomable that they hadn't gotten enough resources to secure the stadium, which I find unfathomable, like I said. So they meandered for about 20 minutes or so before a small detachment of police officers were able to come in and shepherd them out. So a long story short, you know, they couldn't take this game couldn't go on. It couldn't be played um, as scheduled. So that game was postponed. And it has come to light that this seemed to be the plan of the protest. And there were two, actually two protests going on in Manchester 
on Sunday. There was one at Old Trafford at Manchester United's home ground, and then there was one at the Lowry Hotel, which is the hotel that Manchester United stays at when they have a home game. So this all goes on. The Premier League is forced to postpone the game, and um, this is the first really like palpable, like a kind of like visceral example I, I, of fans in England, like I would really disagree with that. Well, it, but like like Chelsea's. Yes, there, there were protests. I'm not saying that there weren't protests. Peter Cech had to get out of the bus to allow the, Come out the stadium team into the tip. Yes, I, and I'm not... When, when, when you say palpable, I, I, I want okay. to include Chelsea, and I don't want to exclude Brad on this. As much crap as I give him, they weren't going to allow that bus into the stadium unless Peter Cech came out there and played Peacekeeper. So I, I, don't want, I just don't okay. want to exclude Brad... Chelsea saved football. We know this, but our fans behaved and didn't go into the stadium. All right. So, but I I understand what you're saying. I just don't want to exclude the Brad's fan base. That's fair. That's fair. So, like, what what are your guys' thoughts on this whole situation? Let, let me start with you, Brad. Like, you, I just kind of gave a long diatribe about what happened. But what, what do you feel about this? Like, how do you feel about this? Um, I'm all for protesting owners. I'm all for protesting when you want change, right? But there's ways to do it and the destruction of property is never okay breaking into a stadium and, and causing a game to not be played is never okay the first fans Ma- left making like, players oh, feel uncomfortable yeah oh snap if we stay here the game can't be played we gotta go and yeah. then the second group was like not oh, okay. man, let's get the flares and and destroy property yeah like they were throwing cameras they were of course stealing the corner flags like that's kind of like the, the Tom. That's like the Tom Foolery I was talking about. Like, yeah, like yeah. some of those they people, actually had players, and they were throwing them at the owner's box. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. I don't know if this got the coverage that it would have gotten. Because um, something else that's really important to say about this is that um, most English outlets, most uh, every single FA team in England was on a um, social media blackout to protest racism when this happened. So, like, that's why it's taken us this long to figure out all the photos and videos and everything that's happened at the stadium. Cause there were no real journalistic things happening on social media through this. Uh, so I don't know even if it was effective cause like, it's not like it got oh. trending until it was, playing on purpose. On. it was, it was effective. It was definitely effective because we're talking it's about it on a podcast in America. So well, the, the right. But, our job is to like what we do is we watch football. So we saw this. Like I was watching the game live, and it cut away from the Newcastle Arsenal game right after Arsenal scored. Like, I barely saw the goal, and all of a sudden it's all Old Trafford for the rest of the time for what they had, which was like two camera angles, which are the two resting cameras. So I think it would have been much more effective if the social media blackout wasn't happening. And I'm, but but the fans weren't blacked out. Like so, like the fans were tweeting about it. Like, like the it's just like the the institutions of English football, right? So there wasn't any recognition from the Premier League about it or anything like that. Like, I think you would have had more. We would have had more statements. We would have had more dialogue. Had there not been a social media blackout, so it's, it seems to me, Sean, that you kind of share a similar opinion to Brad. Well. <clears throat> What I what I feel it is it's similar in nature. Like I don't feel like what happened at Old Trafford is going to have the effect that they want it to have. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to wake people up. Okay. So it it, it was so what what they want is change. 
I don't think that's going to happen. But what it did is wake people up with like fans are not happy with this. So I, so what it made me think was they're not the only ownership group. And let's let's be honest. Let's that, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like American owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, let's let's call a spade well, a spade. Hold on, Brian. Your your, your face so, your your face your is, your face your face I, said it a lot. There. Yeah, what, think, what do you got? I don't I don't necessarily think it's against American owners. I think it's, it's, not, it's Chelsea's not rebelling. But but that's because and neither is Man City. But, okay, but that's because Roman spends money. No, because there's it doesn't a, there, take money out of the club. No, I disagree. There's a fundamental dis, there's a fundamental difference between the way Americans uh, interact yes. with sports as compared yes. to the way that Europeans interact. That's with what sports. I was getting at. So so sports these these clubs were built out of groups of people coming together and like being like, I want to yeah. join the Sunday football league or something like that. And they play together and then they like like they 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 form a club of people and it's a group of people. Um, that then build this over 125 years or whatever into what we see today. Whereas in America, you just pay. It would be like it would be like so in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken just paid made their final payment to the NHL of 650 million dollars for their franchise fee, and now they're going to be allowed to play in the NHL as an expansion That's team. Stupid. So it would be like if. Um, uh, what's it, uh, uh, Swansea City, Shrewsbury Town, yeah, like like anybody, a for, <laughs> Forest Green Rovers, whoever, paid their five hundred million pound entrance fee to the Premier League, and now they're in the next franchise. It, so it's a different, it's a, it's a fundamental different, it's a fundamentally right. different relationship between yeah. the way that we Americans view sports and Europeans view sports. So yes. that I think I think that there is a huge pushback because they are American owners and Roman Abramovich doesn't have that problem because he's no, Russian he and he's but, and, and and it's it, it they are part of the European sports but model. I, before but I keep going, that, I want to let Brad yeah. retort. But coming into like that system, I, I think if Roman was American, but he was still spending the money he's spending and running the club the way he's been running it, like I don't see Chelsea protest. We protested the ESL because it wasn't. You know, in that European tradition of having an open the league, ESL because of the same reason I'm just talking about, Brad. No, yeah, but you're in the, the you're in the top division because you earned it. That's the point. But so you're talking about like like spending money, like like be, right. the reason like why he's Chelsea actually, he's not right, yeah. he's not creating so debt. Winning, though, we saw this, right? Oh, well, he's not yeah, taking money then, out of club. He's pumping it with money. So there's a fundamentally. Different ownership style there than what's yes, going it, on with Manchester United. What's going on with Tottenham? I don't think it's Sorry. And even like James is in between because Arsenal kind of do a little bit of both. Like they spend money every once in a while, but they, but they they would prefer to be net spend zero. Well, so Arsenal prefer but, to be. They'll spend. They'll, they'll spend every yeah. once in a while, but Tottenham just do not. They do not spend. Right, so but I don't think that's because it's an American owner versus a Russian owner versus a British. I have an English city. I have an English-based company owner. Yeah. I know, and is is there not protest against Levy's ownership? Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they want him out. But it's because it's, they're right. But, but that's different from Super League. They they want him out because they realize Levy is the problem. Correct, but it's this, not this Mourinho. Is, it's not Pochettino. It's not whoever. It, it, 
all, all, the, all the managers that we've had, Red Knapp, it's not any of their faults. It's Levy. But so that's correct. what they're rebelling and, and, against. And this, the, that's the point here, is that United's protest was similar to that, in that they want the Glazers out. It wasn't get out of the Super League, because Super League's already dead. Chelsea did that yeah, part. It's they did want, that part. But they I, want their owners out. So, like, we can't say it's an American problem if you're telling me that the same thing's happening. I think it's about. against the Americans. I think it's against Kroenke. I think it's against the Glazers. I think it's, it's against Fenway Sports Levy. Group. But it's also happening against Levy, too. Is it not? You just said it was. Well, that's, but that's a different problem. It's not, it's not I, about the owner. It's about Levy. I think it's I think it's the ownership like the ownership style of what's happening with those clubs because all of those clubs have very similar styles. Liverpool hasn't spent big money. Arsenal spent big money what two three summers Liverpool, ago. That's, that's that's a fair point. Tottenham Liverpool have not spent a lot of money. Well, let me. So I'll give you that. I want I want to break I want to break in real quick because okay. Um, and I, I'm I'm investing in this conversation because my comment is about this conversation. But Brad, you brought up the point like why aren't they protesting Abramovich because Abramovich has invested money. But I would say that Abramovich, the reason why there's less pushback against Abramovich is because he has been inculcated in like European sports yes, methods he's, he's, and like, like the club method his entire yeah. life because he's grown up in that. He lived that. Yeah. He's grown through that. Whereas the it's American different. ownerships, owners are, are approaching sports from a franchise model. Um, so like, but, like, I think that that's an important distinction to make that I think yes, that you're discounting. I think it is too. Okay, I, and I hear that. Like, American sports is different, right? Like, Charlotte FC just got a club because we paid a ton of money for it. I think I so. get that. I, I hear but your point as well. I don't know if you guys know, but the Glazers right. also own Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They own yes. a lot of stuff. But they own a lot of stuff. Sean just said Levy, as an English owner, is having the same exact protests as the Glazers are, as FSG are, as Kroenke is. So he, I'm the, we're I the only one that's an American problem. Okay, but I, I, th I think what Sean is trying to say is that it's been 20 years of continual, like, we're almost there. Blaming and the then, manager. Yeah, it's blaming been, the manager. So, so I think what Sean is saying is that I think my understanding is that Tottenham fans are seeing this as an opportunity to get yes. on the coattails of the other types yes, of protests. That's exactly Whereas how I feel. They still, you nailed it. While they still feel this way, they've always felt this way, they didn't have a platform that allowed them to be vociferous enough to make their protests be heard, but now that these other things are going on against Arsenal, Liverpool, and United, they feel like they're emboldened in, enough to be able to like, kind that's of exactly ride the coattails. A little this bit. is the time. This is the time to strike. So I, I, I'm going to say this: you guys, uh, you guys seem like you are pr you're pro the idea of protest. You're anti the yes. way this one went down, yes. right? I, yes, yes. I disagree. Yes. I disagree. I am I am pro the way this went down, in with a few caveats. <laughs> I am I I am I'm not happy that there was fighting between police and protesters. That's clearly not good. I'm not happy that the, the dude was picking up the camera tripod pods and, and smashing them and that they were smashing the, the cameras. I could care less about Sky Sports cameras equip camera equipment. Like like Sky are not the good guys here. They're only they were only mad about the ESL because they had been cut out of the ESL. So like I, 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 I have a hard time like having sympathy for a billion multi billion dollar media company. But what I would have liked to see the United fans do get on the pitch, have their green and yellow flares. I'm down with the flares. I like the flares. And I, I don't I, I can I can understand the pushback of throwing flares towards people. 
But yes, but I, I'm down with the flares. I'm down with them being on the pitch. I just wish they would have stayed on the pitch until they were all arrested. That to me would have been a much more effective, like 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 an effective message. If 500 people were on the pitch at Old Trafford and they had to haul every single one of them out of there. Like yeah, it's like a sit-in, like an like a traditional nineteen sixties. Yeah. No, like, I, actually, I agree with you. I so so I'm, I like that. I'm you know even if they did break down a gate, even if they did like illegally break down a gate and get in, yet yeah, that's clearly not ideal. That's clearly not cool. But these people haven't been listened to for almost twenty years. The Glazers have owned United for I think like fifteen or six. Fifteen or six. I think it was five. I think it was oh five. It was oh five. So, so the Glazers. And then they sold Cristiano. The Glazers so started thing. We'll continue. They the Glazers have owned United for almost sixteen years now, and they've saddled the club with debt. They've tried to they've saddled the club with debt, and they've taken money out of the club. But and and this is one of the most profitable footballing entities, one of the most profitable sporting entities yeah. entities in the world, and they have no recourse. It's next to impossible to saddle it with debt. Yeah, right. So they have they have no recourse. The fans, the fans have no recourse to have their grievances heard. So I'm totally cool with them breaking down a single gate and going in and sitting on the pitch and saying, "Nah, we're not about this. We love Manchester United, but we don't like the Glazers." But the message is lost when people are out there with their cameras, they're taking selfies, they're kicking the footballs around, they're scoring goals, they're dribbling on on, on the pitch. Like the message gets lost in the tomfoolery. And then, so I, 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 and I didn't understand why they left so quickly. Like, like they wanted, to, I guess they wanted to make their statement, leave, and then let the game be played. But the problem was the protest at the Lowry was was making it so that was never going to happen because the club, and, and I'm cool with that too. Like, like we're going to stick it to the owners and say, if we don't want this game going on, we the fans of this club will stop it. And so I'm cool with that idea. I, like, like I have no sympathy for for the Glazers. I have no sympathy for Sky and their lost revenue. Um, so, like, yeah, like, will they be held accountable for the cameras they smashed? Absolutely. And I'm cool with having repercussions for the actions you take. Absolutely. But I'm also cool if they want to sit on the pitch and sit there with their flares and be like, Nah, we're not about this. This is not right. This is our moment because this might be their moment to force this to happen to make it untenable for the glazers to own manchester united and if they can so i was mentioning this to sean before we started is that i think <laughs> that we have more situations like this coming because the premier league wants to have fans in the stadiums for at least one home game for every club this season so the last home game of the season the premier league wants to have fans in the stadiums i think it's going to be a disaster at anfield what? I think it's going to be a disaster at Old Trafford. I think it's going to be a disaster at the Emirates. And I think it's going to be a disaster at White Hart Lane. I think at those four grounds, we are going to see some incredible scenes. I also think that wherever those six teams go and there are fans in the stadiums, there will be very, very bolsterous comments against the owners. So um, I think that those, like, those games will be incredibly interesting. Um, so, I don't think that anyone's going to get on the pitch. Like, so there's there's a protest at, at the Emirates on Thursday before the the Europa League game. There is no way that another stadium gets breached like this. But I could no. see with so some, our last game of the season is at Leicester. I could see that with fans in the stadium. I could see fans invading the pitch at a certain point. I could well, see so, that happening. 
Do, what when if, they have limited fans, do they allow away fans? No, it's only, yeah, it's only 500, gonna be it's only 500 away fans. 500. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's only going to be home fans. Oh, I read 500 no, we're, away fans. We're, we're, we're away on the last game. No, no, but Sean, it's going to be your last home game of the season. They're going to rearrange fixtures. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, yeah. so our last home game is Aston Villa. Yeah, so there should be... Also a, a London team. There should... If you paid attention to the podcast around episode seven, that's a throw. That's a throwback for all of our longtime listeners. Sean Miller was uh, in London. Sean geography. Because I'm an idiot. Um, but so I think that could be really interesting. Those so, situations. What no, no, if- I agree, no, I agree with you. I, I said before the podcast. I, I said I don't think it's going to be. I, I, it's definitely the first. I don't think it's going to be the last. Yeah. I, so, I do not think this is done here at Old Trafford. No. I, I think this is going to be the first of many, because what if, these fans these fans are mad. Oh, for sure. And, and not and not just like see, this is weird for American listeners. They're not just mad. Oh, my team drafted the wrong player. This is mad. My entire life has been a sham. Mad. The fabric of their club that they've the, invested their the entire life in. What I, I have I have gone to your game since I was three. Yeah. This is this is how mad they are. Yeah. And so I don't think it's I don't think it's done with Old Trafford. No, certainly not. So, Brad, Brad, you want to have something? Get in here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in. I'm sorry. Think, I what do we, you're good. What do we think is more effective on those last home games for those six clubs? Is if protests or if no fans show up? The problem is no there, the problem is there, it's reduced ticket capacity. There are always going yeah, to be fans, some fans. Fans are showing up. Like if, I don't think I, that's a that's I feel a thing. Like that I, would be much more. Effective. The most effective way not to go the most in the stadium. The most effective way is for the fans who go to the stadium to all hold signs that say what they want yeah. and to yeah. chant what they want to support the team and support the players because that they there is no beef with the players there is no beef with no. the managers there's some beef with the boards and there's beef with the owners like and because yeah. the problem is like in stadium unless they just all decide all the fans that are there decide to invade the pitch at the same time and force the game to be called off um that could be a thing but but i think the more effective way of doing that is if that is your plan is to do it um and i'm not i'm not advocating for this but if you if if you want to invade the pitch do it after the final whistle that would be my that would be my suggestion if i was if anyone if anyone's listening um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna, but all right. So, what about Palace City? Let's talk about that. Yes, yeah. We would love to hear your comments. If you have a feeling or opinion about about Absolutely. what happened at Old Trafford this weekend, leave it on a YouTube comment, tweet at us, whatever, because we would really be interested to hear the takes. And we'll talk about it again next week. If we get some interesting comments, I will absolutely read your comment and we'll we'll talk about it next week because that's, I think that this is a super interesting situation. That's uh, at KS Brad. That's at James Tiffany. And that's at KS Brad G. That's at KS Brad G. That's at James Tiffany. And that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. Yeah. And the, the, the podcast is at Redcard underscore radio. And that's all Twitter. Um, for, all right. Let's get back to what we yeah. normally do. So, so let's, we'll, we'll talk about football now. Um, so it's, uh, we were talking about this before the game. There was nothing really super shocking or super exciting about the football this weekend, but it did take place, which is fun. So City beat Palace 2-0. That puts them three points away from the title. Um, now their focus is on the Champions League. Um, where's their uh, Where's their next game? Let me uh, they, they are hosting Chelsea, which is spicy. This uh, is very spicy. Ooh. So 
we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about why that could be spicy in a moment. Because um, uh, anyway, um, it, it, I, there wasn't much to talk about from that game. Um, I watched a little bit of it, um, but it was just kind of uh, it 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 just was expected in my opinion. All expected. Okay, um, Chelsea Fulham, Brad. Yeah, you you, Chelsea, your boys beat uh, Fulham two 0 in the uh, West London derby. Very much expected. My boy Money Mace put in a good shift, got an assist, and Havertz had a had a brace. So I mean, we did we did what we had to do. We got out, no injuries, so, no new injuries. So you guys are now um, still keep your three point gap on fifth. Um, yes, that's important. Um, now you're focused on the Champions League. Got Madrid at the. At tomorrow or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Sean, you got any? any what, what, what do you got for uh, Spurs Sheffield? Nothing. Nothing. That's it. Nope. I I, I guess we move on. Um, <laughs> no, wait, the wait, uh, the hat trick. The hat trick was good, but I mean, it's Sheffield. Like, what do you want me to do? We're supposed to win. <laughs> yeah, Brad's doing a golf a golf sub. He, he, he and Deli Alley had a little golf moment after he scored his hat trick. I uh, think. Yeah. No, it's it's Sheffield. Like, what do you want? Okay, I will say. I, I will say. I think the win is clearly it was clearly expected. Um, Gareth Bale hat trick is funny. Um, it's hilarious. But then two points above seventh. Um, and Liverpool, but Liverpool have a game in hand, so it seems like that was a important game to keep the pressure on Liverpool for that final Europa League spot. Um, so it doesn't look doesn't, like a Europa wait, League spot. Doesn't seventh, doesn't seventh get Europa League because Leicester and Chelsea are both in the FA Cup? Conference UEFA Conference competition. It's the new. It's the third tier of European football competition that's coming in next season it's a uh, new co- okay. yeah so it's the uefa conference league um which will you know if you thought it was bad in the europa league to go to azerbaijan um i could only imagine where you'll need to fly to um in the conference league um i bet they're playing atlanta united they're probably playing siberia <laughs> or something like that um okay it's not necessary so apparently there was nothing to talk about for the spurs game um nope <laughs> Arsenal beat Newcastle away at St. James's Park. Um, it was kind of a hard game to watch because uh, in America, NBC did the picture-in-picture picture for the uh, stuff that was going on at Old Trafford. And I'll be completely honest, my attention was wandering to the scenes at Old Trafford. Um, Oba had a really nice goal in the second half, um, Burkamp-esque uh, in the way that he scored it. Um, maybe uh, a goal for Oba gives him a little bit of confidence <laughs> going into the Europa League because uh, we do need a result in the Europa League because uh, we we lost the first leg of the semifinal. Um, so we do have to have a positive result. So maybe him scoring a goal will give him confidence that he will score on Thursday. But it was pretty pretty uh, standard game, pretty boring. Um, other results that were that happened this weekend, Southampton drew to Leicester 1-1. Should Leicester That's- be worried about the collapse? I was going to say that's interesting because now that puts us two points away, which means they're five points from West Ham. Yeah. I so mean, if we can make up the gap with Leicester, like I feel a lot more comfortable locking in one of these spots. So, yeah. I mean, I think we still play Leicester, don't we? That becomes six points. Yeah. That's a six pointer after Arsenal. Yeah. So, like, so. like is the Leicester collapse happening again two years in a row? That, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, Everton lost to Aston Villa. We actually play them right after FA Cup final. 
four yeah. days after. Where we play them in the FA Cup final. <laughs> yeah, you, back four, four back. days after you play them again in the league. Yeah. So this is interesting. So you guys play City this weekend. You guys City can... Ar- City so, Arsenal FA Cup final Leicester. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is, you for, that you is forgot, rough. You forgot oh. Madrid City. Oh god. Mid table team, so that's a break game. Leicester, Leicester, and Aston Villa at the end. Sorry to get this. This is what James was talking about last week. You guys are. You guys have to pick what games you want to win. And if you guys beat Madrid, you throw in uh, either another matchup against City or PSG. So uh, you guys have a really tough schedule. Yeah, you're Um, you're 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 rough sailing over there. Brighton, Brighton beat Leeds two to two nil, which is incredibly important for Brighton. That probably, I think that I don't know if it mathematically guarantees them safety, but it effectively guarantees them safety. Yeah, yeah, Brighton are good. Good points, yeah. West Ham beat Burnley, uh, which keeps them on on pace with uh with with chelsea for fourth um that was a really important win for them today they, they should beat Burnley. of course they should um yeah, i literally struggled I, I didn't get to watch the game because i was at work but it looked like from looking at the scoreline it seemed like they were actually down for a little bit and then came back no nah, yes they did they did concede early um but it, they were in control after they scored the first goal they they were in control um almost the entire match in my yeah. opinion. I mean, and the goal they gave away was kind of a soft penalty. Um, it was like a long, looping ball over the back line. Um, the, the Burnley player got it, kind of shook the defender, and then another defender was coming in from like from behind the play to stop him, and he's like slid tight, like he hit him. So like, it was, yeah. it was a penalty. Um, and then uh, West Brom and Wolves drew today, which probably means that uh, Big Sam is down with West Brom. They were probably already down anyway, but it is hey, what it is. It means he'll be free to take over for take over Tottenham. I mean, <laughs> I, I we did for, we did talk about it in our text message between the three of us that we were going to talk about the next Spurs manager and I did to say unironically, I think that Big Sam and Steve Bruce are legit candidates for that Spurs job. Um and I I I truly believe yeah. that. I think Scott Scott Parker is the bigger, more more likely to happen. I mean, probably, but I'm just saying. Your next one. I'm just saying. Anyway, so what happened in Europe? Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about European football. So uh, <laughs> tomorrow is City versus PSG. Uh, City's hosting PSG. That's City, a big one. Yeah, City have a, a two away goal to one home goal. Uh, they they're they're up two to one with two away goals is the way I should say it. Um, so PSG need a result. They if they win one nil, they are not they that's not enough for they them to go final. through. Yep. So they need to score at least two goals, um, which PSG certainly can. I mean, like if there's oh, yeah. if there's a team in Europe oh, that yeah. can score a, a boatload PSG. of goals, it's PSG. Um, but City are notoriously stingy, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I of course picked PSG to win the Champions League, so. Um, I think I think I've got a Neymar hat trick coming tomorrow. Um, you, what do you guys have any thoughts on that game? It's I think it's going to be a very good game because she's got to go for it. Um, does Pep overthink it or? Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be full attack all day every day. They're yeah. going to be full forward. Well, Mbappe was seen uh, limping into the team hotel today, so there's some questions about his fitness. Um, which will be imp- uh, that will impact PSG severely, but I mean, oh like, no, a Cardi starts up top. Oh no, yeah, it's embarrassment. Of Another goal scorer comes yeah. out. Yeah, so 
Um, Which I but, think happens anyways. I'm thinking Cardi up top and Mbappe coming on the wing. I think happens anyways. Yeah, but you, you heard it here, voice Moise Keane. You heard it here first, Moise Keane. <laughs> um, Everton legend, Juventus legend, Moise Keane. Um, yeah, uh, Chelsea Madrid, Brad. Tell me about. You guys have a uh, one away. If 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 you guys draw nil nil, you guys are through. Yes, we so, do. But we win one zero. You think you hold Madrid scoreless? Yes. I do. That's a super. Con- that was a super confident response. Very confident, right? It's super, super quick too. Um, yes, I do. And I mean, our results speak for it, right? Like eleven clean sheets out of fifteen in the league since Tuchel's taken over. T- took over. Um, besides the West Brom game, I think we've given up three goals total. So eight in his like sixteen, uh, no twenty-ish games. Yeah, Tuchel Tuchel over and and when we Tuchel took over, yeah. And uh, when when Chelsea wins, it'll be the first time in history that both the women's team and the men's team have been in the finals for uh, UEFA Champions League. I thought about teasing that for you. Um, I did see that yeah. on, on Twitter, um, that the Chelsea women's team are going to be taking on uh, Barcelona. In the we, be, we beat Bayern 4-1 in the, in the uh, away leg. Yeah. To, to take the aggregate 5-3, so yeah. I can't pretend, gets it done. I can't pretend to speak on that because I, I'm... Will for woefully ignorant on uh, the women's game. I know that Chelsea's very good this year, and Chelsea have been very good for the past couple of years. Um, but I can't speak to how good Bayern Munich are or how good uh, Barcelona will be. Yeah, same same here. I, mean, I know a little bit about the English game, but not much. Um, but no, Chelsea Chelsea gets the job done. We're going through. I still don't think you guys get this. I, I, I think Marcelo is going to uh, be doing uh, election duty on Tuesday. He's going to fly to uh, London on Tuesday night, and he's going to have a banger of a match on Wednesday. Um, Ramos and Varane are still out. Yeah. Right. Well, Varane's out now. He hurt his leg. I thought so. there was talk that Ramos might be back. Maybe, but then is he going to be match fit? And Mendy might not be back either. Is he match fit? Yo, I heard and we this... know Eden's not scoring at Sanford. Heard... He can't. He's going to score an own goal. I, I mean, I, I I could see Eden Hazard like having a big game. I don't know, man. I don't know if you know, but there's this whole thing called uh, the Christensen Penitentiary, and he'll just be the next name added. Okay, I guess <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, I was actually really excited about this Arsenal Villarreal game. I'm excited and about it. I texted you about it because you you're not able to watch it real time. You watch it later. Oh yeah, random that, that, power outage in. Central Western Virginia it's killed me. Well, that you would be the good news, bad news, <laughs> and neither one gave away. But good news was that you got an away goal. Bad news was that you lost to Bios. But according to you, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's not. Right so so the thing about Sabios. So the reason why Sabios is playing in the center of midfield is because Jaka has to play left back. And so with Xhaka playing left back, the question is, do you play Mo El Nenny or do you play Ceballos partnering uh, Thomas Partey? And the idea I think that Arteta has is that Ceballos is more attacking than El Nene. Though I will say that El Nene has scored more, has scored more goals this season than Tani Ceballos has. Um, so maybe that's a flawed supposition that he holds. But um, yeah, no, like Ceballos doesn't get into the first 11 if everyone's fit anyway. Um, so... I think what we're going to see on Thursday. So there's been talk like that. Kieran Tierney, he was in contention for last Thursday, so he he was back, and there was questions about his fitness for last Thursday. That was always going to be short. He was always going to be short for last Thursday, um, so they didn't play him in Spain. 
And then there was talk, well, will he play on on Sunday? I think that they've been holding him back and that he'll play on uh, I think he'll play on Thursday. Xhaka will go back to the center. Um, and I think that uh, we'll kind of get back to a more traditional lineup. But I also think that means if if Tierney plays, that means Gabby Martinelli won't play. Um, he won't start, at least, because um, if you saw, and Arteta spoke about this after after the Newcastle match, is that he liked putting Gabby right in front of Xhaka, because Xhaka could kind of like bark at him and be like, go Gabby, no, come hold back Gabby. He, like, he could talk to him and like tell him how he wanted him to play. And Xhaka is like, he's a, he's like a, a field general. He's out there barking orders at everyone. He's always talking. And so that was really good for, for Martinelli in order to be able to um, like attack when he needed to or hold back when he didn't need to. Um, so I think that means that we'll probably see uh, maybe maybe Pepe or Saka on that on, on so I think I think the front three is going to be Oba Pepe and Saka and whether or not Saka's on the left or Saka's on the right and Pepe vice versa is going to depend on whatever Arteta wants to do but it's going to be like Smith Rowe Odegaard it might be Smith Rowe on the left I don't know we'll see um, but I, I I'm excited for the match I think the away goal was huge for us um, yeah I uh, thought you'd be excited about that yeah if we, Willian starts. I forgot. He, I, I literally was going through the players in my mind, and I forgot that he was an option. He's going to start. There's I have a, a feeling. There's no way. I have a feeling he's going to start. There's zero chance. I, I saw a funny... Let's see, let's see if I'm right or not. Bro, he started, he started against Newcastle for a reason. Let's see. The His reason. contract still isn't up. He got, three more, he got two more years so, um, of game time. I so, don't think there's a point to talk about Roma United. There, there is something to talk about because, um, like, like, like we mentioned, um, I, I was without power last Thursday for the first time ever in my house, um, and when Brad said that United scored six goals, I, I almost didn't believe him. Like he texted us, and I was like, okay, I don't believe him. And so then I watched the Arsenal game, and then they like Peacock or not Peacock, but Paramount Plus switched to like a a recap show, and I'm watching, and then uh, Rome's up. Roma's up two to one, and I'm like, "What? The, what is Brad on?" And then they, <laughs> and, and then United scored five, and I was yeah. just like, "What is going on here?" Want to buy defense? Um, and so yeah, that was really, <laughs> that was intriguing. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't think that there's a, oh, there there's very 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 little chance that Roma come back. Um, Roma's coming back. There's no way. They're my pig, so I'm, I'm going all in. Roma's scoring four. 4-0. I don't know who's going the goals, but <laughs> Henrik Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Yeah, and uh, Desko is Desko still there? Who? Desko. D Z E K O. Dzeko. Dzeko. That's what I said. You said that's you what said I said. Desko. I said Dzeko. I just added the duh because I can't read your, uh, Italian names. Oh, Brad, 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 Brad. He's not Italian. Uh, I realize that he's Brad. Bosnian. <laughs> As we haven't slipped up in a while, though. As, I've, I've been good with these pronunciations. Let's go. As everyone sees Brad quickly Wikipediaing in Jekko's uh, yes. name. Yes. What's yes. his? Remind me of his first name since you have his Wikipedia page open. Eden. Is it? Is it? Uh huh. Okay, I thought so. I'm, I'm in the bathroom just for uh, podcasts. I, I went to the bathroom. YouTube's good enough. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom like. 
What did you say? Zaseko? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we could hear you. Oh your my gosh, Brad. We could hear you. I know. Edin Jekko. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like a J. It's almost like a J. You can't tell me about pronunciations, Sean. Yes, I can. He can tell Edin you Jekko. on this one. Jekko. Edin Jekko. All right. He's Bosnian. Correct. We, Brad just got that from Wikipedia. For we us. just got that there. Um, so let's, let's talk about this uh, match week 35, which we have coming this weekend. Um, we've got a full slate of games this weekend, so no no weirdness. Um, kind of the games that I have picked out that I think are interesting. Leeds are, playing, Leeds are hosting Spurs. Of course, City hosting Chelsea. Um, Villa is hosting United. West Ham is hosting Everton. Um, I, I highlighted Arsenal hosting West Brom just because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, and Fulham are hosting Burnley. Um, so let me... F- Burnley is at 36 points. I mean, that is six-pointer, but probably not enough for uh, it to matter for Burnley if Fulham beat Burnley. Um, but yeah, what what are you uh, are you excited about the Leeds game, Sean? I know you're a big, big fan of... Uh, Bielsa's football style. Are you excited about uh, getting getting yeah, to take I'm on? I'm excited to see our future manager uh, put, put his uh, <laughs> put his uh, tactics on the field. Yeah. Actually, he's he's out of contract. I think at the end of the year. I think. I think he is. Yeah. Well, uh, well I think he signed the extension just before the year. Here we go. Uh, no, I uh, I got nothing. We sh- we should win the game. Uh, there's no reason we shouldn't. And if we don't, then I'm going to be a little upset. Uh, Leeds are mid-table team. We should be able to handle this. Like, this should not be an issue. And that's why I keep putting in those pretenses, because it's Spurs. Yeah. I I noticed you're saying (laughs) we should should win. We should win. We're (laughs) supposed to win. It's Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, uh, Brad, tell me me how you're going to get three points at the uh, Etihad. I think it's a draw. If I'm if I'm 100 honest, I think it's a draw. I think it's like a one-one draw or zero-zero draw. Um, Tuchel hasn't lost to a top six team yet, top six manager yet. Um, so I don't I don't see us taking it out. But I want to get through Wednesday before I'm like, yeah, we're gonna dominate City. Okay, you're not you're not a football player. You're not a manager. You don't have to do this whole focus on I have game the game at a time. No, of this Wednesday game. Yes, no. yes. No. We're, we're going I, to the finals. I categorically dismiss this thinking from a football podcast pundit that you can't look past one game and think about the game at the weekend. Okay. I'm still doing it. You're, you're the absolute worst. Um, <laughs> so the reason why I want, so th- this game could be interesting because it could be a, uh, a, a preview of the Champions League final. That's what I was alluding to earlier in the podcast that I was that I said we would talk about later. Because oh. if Chelsea and City hold their results and or uh, build on their results in the Champions League, that that will be the final. It'll be City versus Chelsea. Yes, sir. And, and, and last time we were we met them in a in a cup tournament, we dominated them. Um. I think that the FA Cup semifinal will be slightly different Less than important. the Champions yeah. League final. Interestingly enough, um, both of the European uh, finals this year could be all English. Um, last, last time that happened, uh, Liverpool won the Champions League beating Tottenham, and Chelsea won the Europa League beating Arsenal. Um, that was two years ago. So, 
Um, Villa United. Um, is this going to be interesting? So United, the, the nice thing for United about this game is they can kind of take Thursday a little bit easier than they might necessarily would have had to if they didn't score six goals against um, against Rome already. Um, I, I, I still think that they play a, a strong squad in the Europa League, but I think that they, you might see more like halftime subs or 60th minute subs to get some of the more important players off. Um, so they might be more fit for Villa. Um, Villa's playing well. I mean, but yes, they are. But like, what does United have to like? United doesn't have anything to really play for in the league. It's not like they're going to catch City. Well, they, the, the the league might be over at that point. So if City beat, if City beat Chelsea, then it doesn't matter. Like, it won't so matter like, anymore. What does United doesn't have any? Like, I don't see them specifically resting players. In the Europa League match for they have a game in hand on Leicester anyway, so I mean pride. They're, I they're, guess they're rea- they're realistically seventy. If you there's, think they're beating Liverpool, I think it's more of a draw. So I think they're one point yeah, up. They're seven points up. Okay, yeah. So they're, they're what, five points they're, up. They're, they're mixing, yeah. they're five points up. Yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They're, yeah, I think Brad's right. right. They don't have anything to play for. I think it's a pride. Well, you're thing. second. I think it it, I think a it's a pride thing, thing. and I think if you you give your youth your youngsters some time they want to show that they can play for manchester united so yeah i think greenwood definitely starts this game absolutely um west ham everton so this is an important game for both these clubs because both these teams need to win because everton are holding on to the slimmest hope that they make it into a european competition i think that oh, i think that they'll be happy if they finish seventh um because I think that would also mean that they finish above Liverpool, which will make Everton fans happy. But I think that they're like holding on to this like pipe dream that they could finish sixth and get into the uh, UEFA, the uh, Europa League. Um, so um, I want to see Everton win that game. I know you do. Um, West Ham only have only have this to play for. I think this is the one game that is the like the difficult game for West Ham left. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if West Ham, if West Ham win this game and Chelsea drop points, things for fourth, fourth gets real spicy, um, real real spicy. Um, Room for it. Yeah, Arsenal are hosting West Brom. Uh, unfortunate for West Brom, they won't be with, they will be without their best player, um, Ainsley Midland Niles uh, will be uh, unable to feature against his parent club. So that's bad news for West Brom and Sam Big Sam. Um, yeah. Gallagher will cover. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I expect Arsenal to win, which means they will lose. Um, and especially they will uh, they'll they'll be coming down from from a bit of a they'll be they'll get a, a big a big high on Thursday when when we when we beat Villarreal pretty hard, um, and so they'll they'll be coming down from that Europa League triumph. Um, so that that that's the game that William starts. By the way, Brad is uh, next Sunday. We we didn't we didn't talk about Unai coming home. Ah uh, yeah, Unai's coming home. I, I wish there were fans for that we one. Talk that about nice. it. Where were you, Brad? We talked about. No, we didn't last. That, yeah, but we didn't mention that it's Unai, the former Arsenal manager, yeah. coming home to retake the Emirates. He uh, he apparently he tried to sell Mikel Arteta his house when he was moving. Uh, apparently he called Arteta up on the phone and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, I mean, I hope you do well, at Arsenal. I've got a house you could buy from me. If do you want to buy my house?" Um, so maybe uh, Arteta will have a room for him to stay at. In his old house? No, Arteta didn't buy it, apparently. I would imagine Arteta still owned his own house 
owned a house in London from when he was an Arsenal player. I would imagine he hadn't sold that house because if you're a wealthy footballer, why would you sell a house? It just seems like, especially if you're in Manchester, it seems like owning a house in London is not a bad idea. Um, But um, especially if he ever had aspirations of of managing Arsenal, which clearly he did. Um, Anyway, that's a... That's a super tangent. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a great tangent. Um, and then rounding out the week, uh, I think it's next Monday. Is uh, Fulham is hosting Burnley, which is I, I talked about this at the at the, the stop was uh, at the top of this thought process a six pointer, but it, they've got nine points separating them, and so they will only gain uh, three points on them. So it seems like even if Fulham win, it's too little, too late. That's it. That's all. Uh, we, I mean, we missed out on when does United Liverpool play? Um, I'm not well, I mean, honestly, they it's should just right now. honestly yeah. they should just award Liverpool a three nil victory because United couldn't control or p- protect their stadium. That's my opinion. Uh, I, I, I actually uh, don't mind that. I mean, like. I mean, that- why is it Liverpool's fault that they showed up to a game and, or they were trying to show up to a game and they couldn't go because the supporters of the home club were trying to like, like, like do what they were doing? Like, how is that Liverpool's fault? Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that seems like that's yeah. a Manchester United problem. Of course, <laughs> then, of, of course, that's not going to happen, but I think it should. Um, right, but it's a scheduling conundrum because, like, we don't have long until the league is over. Uh, I mean, it's a scheduling conundrum for United if they make it to the uh, the cup final. But are there any Premier League matches on the weekend of the FA Cup final? I mean, I know that English football likes to keep the FA Cup final kind of, like, sacrosanct and, like, by itself. But, like, and I guess you'd want to play it before Championship Sunday. You'll just play it at a midweek. Like, after this weekend. So, no, no, no. After this weekend, you'll play it next Wednesday. Or something like that, because United will not be in the Champions League, won't have European football, and Liverpool won't have European football next Wednesday have, or the Wednesday they have, after. They have uh, Leicester then. Okay, so, just so throw, I mean, throw another game on between the twelfth and the nineteenth. They'd have to find that it would be the time. Okay, I think there's no problem finding a time. Well, no, because eighth, sixteenth, nineteenth is twenty uh, third is Liverpool schedule. So like. This is a hard game to reschedule. I didn't look at the calendar, but I fully believe that they can. They will, and they can, they'll move games around. They might need whatever, to. They but... might need to bump like a Liverpool weekend game back like twenty four or forty eight hours or something like that, which is easy to do. Um, right. I don't see this being a problem. But yeah, we're done. Who does? Does anyone have a Snapple fact that they want to interrupt me with? Um, a dad joke? Anything like that? <laughs> Yeah, James, I got one for you. Okay, great. What? Well, well, tell him. Hey, lay it on. Lay it on the people. Do you know why chicken coops only have two doors? Do I? Do I know why chick, chicken coops only have two doors? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Because if they had four, they'd be a chicken sedan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, we we probably should have seen that coming, Brad. Yeah, we did. We definitely should have. Wow. All right. Thanks, yep. John. Wow. All right, guys. Yep, there you go. You know, there this, you go. This, is my dad this is uh this has been our look at the Premier League after match day thirty four. Uh this is Red Card Radio. We 
our red card radio you can find us on twitter youtube anchor apple podcast spotify all your favorite things share it with a friend they can find us whatever their favorite podcaster or or media consumption platform is they can find us um but yeah to give follow us like comment subscribe we really i really am really interested um for the people who listen um for the you know some number of you that there are give us your opinions on this thing at, at old trafford i'm really curious to know what like what people think what people feel and we will we will if we get comments about it um if we get tweets we'll talk about it next week um again and and and, and talk about your thoughts and talk about your opinions and your feelings so um hit us up on youtube hit us up on twitter we are at red card underscore radio the man to my left on the top row wearing that greyhound bus seat kit is at ks brad g right below us repping his uh Oh, Atlanta spur uh anyway is uh, <laughs> wrong baseball podcast wrong wrong hat bro is at whiteheart underscore Sean and I am at James Tiffany um really appreciate you guys listening thanks so much uh and we'll catch you guys next time good night